0: All right, anybody have any uh, updates on their class project? I told you last week I was going to ask again.
1: Uh, So mine is... The gospel is the event of the only God, the God who created the universe, sending his son to be born as a human. Jesus was 100% human and 100% God, and came to take our punishment for our wrongs, for which the punishment was death. Jesus died, came back to life, and promised that those who follow him accept his death as a replacement for their own punishment will have eternal life, and live uh, with him forever.
2: There you go. you. That's, good. That's, That's like, good. Hey, you forgot hypostatic union. I live in the story. <laughs> good job, yeah. though. You
0: yeah,
2: go. well done. That <laughs> was
0: very good. Yes. <laughs> Sure on it. Yeah, that's fine. I've been working on it for yeah, a long here. time. It's a, I, that's a class project. So. But I keep
3: finding the Christian, and it's like, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say it, you just gotta be willing to explain. Explain it. it. Yeah. Well, I,
1: there'd be a lot yeah. of explaining in my You <laughs> <opinion. That's what laughs> got a lot of explaining to do. I, I think my version is going to be somewhat where we finished up last week with your father in law and your dad, about and, and Cheryl saying, should be simple, and I'm looking. I'm looking at kind of like more like you we know, always use variables, and so that's kind of my version is going to be something like that. I'm not ready, so hey. get that out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
3: We're just getting it down on the record, yeah. so we can be
0: like, but you see eventually, yes,
2: <laughs> on February 11th. Matt, did you have something? Oh, Are you in the season? Oh <laughs> <clears throat> You know, I <laughs> unfortunately I've missed half or more of these classes. I, I have listened to them as I've been driving around and stuff, it's...
1: The
2: The Daryl and his lovely wife have just walked in. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great exercise because it forces us to first think about what it is that we believe and put into words that are intelligible to the broadest possible audience, and I will leave it at that, because you cannot speak to everyone. And and, and what I want to say, actually, is nor should you try to this extent, because if you, I use an adjective to describe Kelly, she's Daryl's lovely wife, I mean, when you see the Grand Canyon or the sunset or whatever, you don't just say, well, there's this nice orange hole in front of me. <laughs> Everybody understands like something about what that might be, but that has, does nothing to describe what you're looking at. And so when you're talking about God's great salvation, to go to the far other end, I went to a whole conference on words one time, it was a couple days long, and it was all about exactly the importance, the beauty, the value of words, to what extent should you try. You know, Paul said he wasn't eloquent, but... That really is not true. And, you know, like Isaiah, like Michael's been pointing out, um, stuff. just the the Shakespeare of the Bible, which really Shakespeare was just trying to imitate Isaiah, probably more likely, clearly, yeah. So my whole point is like it's to go the other way too. Christians have always endeavored to grasp for words that even try to contain these realities. And that's all words do is just kind of contain a certain amount of meaning that we convey and so it's it's good to put it through the sieve so to speak with this exercise understanding that as you get the chance to explain more you just can't not use words that are appropriate to describe what you're talking about so all sides of this exercise are really good because as you're trying to siphon down a little bit what you might want to say you're you're, you're treasuring the truths of it but trying to encapsulate it too in words that are Uh, meaningful and communicative which is also the greater goal in the first conversation because if you don't get a chance to get to the longer later conversations well then you've missed your chance so i just this whole thing is and i love everybody laughing i just love listening to these recordings because people will say things or will joke about oh that was like totally christianese but this is this has been a fantastic block and i'm really sorry i just haven't been here for more of it but i just there we go
0: Thank you. Um, and thank you. So we're making good progress. Um, we're not quite halfway through, at least according to the words I have. Yeah. I there's probably all the other words down here that we all want to talk about. Uh, so uh, as we talk about the the gospel and trying to explain it to some people, what I mean the word there's a word on the board, but what are we hoping will happen? When we share the gospel, someone would be like, oh, thanks. That yeah,
3: <laughs> we want them to believe it, right? What else? Um, to accept it as the truth and find revelation, life-changing revelation in it.
1: off oh, the talking! Started. Don't stifle him. When, <laughs> when I start
3: thinking, don't talk with
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think when you sent the text, it said faith, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I look at faith, I go back to when I was a young man in in Sunday school, and we had a Sunday school teacher for the boys who was a ex marine. And so he demonstrated faith with a chair. And he said, okay, so what if you sit on that chair and it falls down? Are you going to trust that chair again? And he said, so faith is in believing that that chair is going to hold you up. And then another um, one that I I really fall back on when, when I'm thinking about little kids like when you take and go to a lake and you have a dock and dad's standing in the water and he goes, come on, I'll catch you, I'll catch you. And they don't go and then finally they do go and then they run back and they do it 50 I times until you're exhausted. You know? <laughs> so faith is believing, obviously. And, um, so I'm going to pass it up to Deb.
0: We <laughs> We're trying to figure out uh, what, when we share the gospel with people, what, what are we hoping happens? That's the question, I think. Should you care to answer? it? If not, you can just hold the stick.
1: Yeah.
0: Salvation, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But that's not a word I can use. No, you can oh, use it. Okay. <laughs> this is not in the, in the. I actually use that word in mine. So I mean, but you, yes, you, we can because we're, we're inside the community. We can use some kind of Christian words to answer all my questions. It's okay. So yeah, so we're hoping that like we we don't share the 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 gospel. We're like people are like cool story. Right? That's not what we're hoping yeah. for. Like, that's not our goal. So like aside from being able to explain a thing, like I could I, I gotta double check myself here quick. Yes. I could explain the Pythagorean theorem to you. Right? Say what? The, yes. <laughs> but I could explain it. In fact, why don't I?
2: You're
3: right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I use
2: this all the time just so you know when I'm Cutting out a floor or yeah. I'm
0: doing it's 30. it's very very important. So here we have a right triangle and by right triangle we mean that this one over here that's a box is a ninety degree. Okay. Because gotcha. a triangle has three points, right? So okay. uh yeah. but you a right triangle is a very special kind of triangle. Yes, okay. In fact you. there's even special kinds of right triangles, like a three, four, five, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 30, 60, so nine. that's the three. Okay. <laughs> which we we use uh, 3, 4, five triangles and lots of the different uh, right triangles and lots of things okay. uh, as far as construction and engineering and things.
2: I'm presuming that's the standard right triangle. It's one of them. It's the yes. main one for explaining, yes. for opening the conversation about this. So the
0: Pythagorean theorem states that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Okay. And yep. which C... Is the hypotenuse, which is this really long line across from the right triangle. So that one. So, so, so we just take a and b don't really matter, but you take a. Which, so we'll just say it's three, three squared, plus four squared, equals five squared. Okay, so this is nine, and this is uh, sixteen, and this is twenty-five. Okay, and then you run that through, and that's sure enough, twenty-five equals twenty-five. What do you know? It's true this Pythagorean theorem is true of all right triangles. No matter
3: how long the should like well
0: hmm?
1: never mind. Yes, okay. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter what size or what like measurement you use or anything. So like no I didn't put inches, I didn't put feet, it doesn't matter. So when you're checking the square of like the framing of a deck you're putting on, what you do is you go from the from here you, you run Three feet that way, four feet that way, and then you you put a mark on the board and you run a tape measure from there to there, and it should be five feet. And if it's not, then then the then right then then the square the square angle is is not actually completely square. So this is. is
3: Just line the thing up, and it'll (laughs) turn out. And sometimes you build an addition
2: (laughs) and you measure it, and then you cut for the wrong inch and a half thickness of the board on the wrong side of the board, and then your house looks like this for the next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so but now
3: you've got to help me with what this
0: has to do with So, here's the thing, right?
3: Religion? God?
0: Yes. What I'm saying is, when I explain the Pythagorean theorem, I don't care what you do with it afterwards. Because for most of you, that doesn't matter. It might not also make any sense. But when we're explaining the gospel, we have more pressure. Because I explain this all willy-nilly, and honestly, like, if you care, I will explain it better to you later. But like I don't I don't really care if you know the Pythagorean theorem from, from Sunday school class today. Like I really just don't care. And so like I I explained it, you didn't understand it, whatever. But we don't have that attitude when it comes to explaining the gospel. Because we're knowledge. expecting something other than, okay, sure, someone told me about it. Right. Right. Okay? And this is where we get to today. At least uh, from mine, I have it marked as faith, uh, as the thing to talk about, and yet in my definition, I say this um, for those who believe. And so we have to talk about uh, this word and a lot of other words, and Terry already brought up the one example, which is great, because uh, here's the thing about the chair thing. I swear I've been in like four different churches, and and they mix up which words what like there's no in case you're wondering when I went to bible college there's no instruction manual on teaching you the metaphor of the chair so like there's no standard of which one's faith which one's trust which one's believe usually like you're only dealing with two words and they're just trying to make a point which is helpful it is a good point that we should know what i don't want us to still walk away from today is thinking there is one specific word I must use for this kind of thing, and one specific word I have to use for this other kind of thing. So, with that being said, oops, sitting in the street straight. There we go. I listed three words: faith, believe, and trust. There are other words that you guys have that are of the similar vein, because I don't want to ignore one if you guys have one. Um, but. When it comes to what we're trying to express is um, the positive outcome of us sharing the gospel with someone is that they would believe, that they would put their trust in Jesus, uh, that they would have faith that would bring them close to God. Any other words? You can pass the stick over. Changing? Okay,
2: yeah.
0: You're saying synonyms of still? Yeah. Yeah, more or less.
3: I have to throw a
0: monkey bone into what you're talking about. Um didn't know the monkey bone was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: well, it's a, a monkey wrench or a there you bone. Go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, <laughs> the monkey wrench is it is. It is. Um, truth. That's, that's the word, truth. Okay. Well, and I'll explain a little bit, just... And so the word believe bothers me because it insinuates that I am counting something that is not evident as the truth. I believe that. But if you say to somebody, I believe that the sky is blue, or I know that the sky is blue, there's a difference. So truth, truth is my word. There's a distinction between belief and truth. So it's good. I, we're going to get there. Yeah, and then the other one is faith. I find faith a very Christianese word and literally like 6 months ago I had to look up this word. Okay? I've heard it my whole life and I was like, "But what does it really mean?" And it just means to trust, right? And and that's where it's like we use faith and people think that it's this some mystical thing. And so they're not really sure like what it is, but ultimately it's just trusting that God knows better than you do, trusting that there is a God, right? And so that's where I feel like we kind of do a disservice to the people we're talking to and using these words because they're so, um, intangible. Whereas if we were to say to somebody that we want you to learn that we want you to trust in Jesus and know that he is real, right, and know that he is God, we would probably be explaining more of what we are expecting to come from our conversation versus using these intangible words, and then they don't really know how to react to that, because what is belief, what
0: is faith, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. so, sorry. No, that's good. So, that's why we're having uh, this class, specifically the one for today, because it is, it's one of those things where we struggle for a word, I think, you know, like you're saying, trust, Uh, seems like maybe a more modern equivalent, and yet there's issues with only using trust um, for various reasons. Um, So, here's, here's the thing. The New Testament, because I'm not a Hebrew guy, don't know a lot of Hebrew, but in the New Testament where it explains what you know, tells the story of the gospel, then the rest of the thing explains why that mattered. Um, it's, it, it, I won't say only use this one, but there's a vast majority, one word for all of those. And one of the reasons we struggle in English is because uh, faith cannot be made into a verb. Okay? Faith is a noun. You can have faith, but but yeah, we don't, you're like, now I want you to faith. That doesn't work in English. I think, you know, obviously I just said that and we we're all like, okay, I, if you told me that, I could but like, that's not intelligible in English. Right? Like, you can't be putting that in the translation of the Bible because people would be like, what? We're
3: gonna make a verb, just like <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Just, just like I mean,
0: I we should do it. Um, and then the The thing is that then believe is close, and so we'll use it for belief because it's it's similar uh conceptually and all that and then uh but but then we but we but the bigger problem is that we know that this one Greek word doesn't just mean to okay yeah sure I'll buy that. It doesn't mean that. It means, like, you do something because of that belief. And, and so there, there, there's more to it than just a knowing or, uh, okay, sure, I don't want to argue with you, so whatever. You know, there's more to it than that. And that's why we struggle with, uh, like, is like, faith enough to just save you? It's like, well, I mean, the right kind of faith, yes. But the wrong kind of faith, no, James says, faith without works is dead. So if you say like, sure, I believe God sent Jesus to die on our, on the cross for our sin, but I'm not gonna do anything. Even the demons believe. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, right. I mean that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> I felt <laughs> it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
3: That was the whole one in marriage yeah. thing right
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm mean, gonna uh, write it I think in Oh. Uh I'll put that so that you know that's an I uh, and <laughs> Matt's like, what? Sorry. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you show up late
3: to class.
0: <laughs> this is uh, the, this is uh, there's so in Greek how it works. There's a root, and then you put different endings on it for different things. And uh pisteo, which is that's not the Greek letters, right? I can put it in Greek letters, but why bother? So uh pisteo, I. Uh, is it means to this word, so to believe, right? Uh, that's what it means, and then you put the different endings on it for it, like if you're referring to he believed, you believed, she believed, they believed, all the believings, right? Uh, Pistis is the uh, noun form of the word faith, uh, belief, and trust, and so uh, but you see, like, it's the same, uh, you know, this, these are the endings. This, this makes it a verb, this makes it a noun. And interestingly enough, although I I didn't dive real deep, but I didn't find a New Testament, so that being Greek, I mean, there's probably it in the uh, Septuagint, there we go, uh, where the word trust is put into Greek in the Bible. But even if you just use modern Greek, it's epista-something or other, So where we get epistemology from. Okay, So, it, the, the root is still the same. You get a prefix on it and then a different ending. Okay? So, in our Bibles, these words, like I said, so generally is uh, translated to, to believe in some form uh, or another. Pisces uh, is, is uh, usually translated as uh, faith. Um, and again, we've got so many English translations, I can't guarantee, you know, some yeah. other translation might translate all that as trust, but that's the difference. It's the same word as far as the Greeks are concerned, the mm-hmm. people who spoke Greek. It's the same word. One's one's a verb, one's a noun, and we can do that. I'm, I'm lacking any examples. I don't want to have an English example of a thing that's a noun and a verb, and it works fine. I mean, math is a
3: huge
0: one.
3: <laughs> I don't know if that's really like reached everybody or every generation
0: duck. here, but duck. Okay it's interesting because it's the same word that is a verb and a noun but they have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Bank. Right.
3: Um, So bank might work. Bank and banking. Okay, sure. That was Matt's thing for the microphone here. Matt
0: said bank. Matt
3: said bank. I think it's interesting. I was more going to mention whether or not we have them. I feel like more recent years like math and mathing. We're like wanting to make them more in English. The other one I can think of is adult and adulty. Yes, is a really popular one that people started using. So it's like maybe we could do the same thing with faith and faithing. A lot of people are doing it these days, right? Just hop on the (laughs) trend, turning nouns into verbs. Time to just the translation. Yes, I mean, this
0: totally makes
3: sense. If you just faith with me, let's go faith together.
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So. All of this being said, still doesn't necessarily help us, right? No, still <laughs> So, good. I'm glad, because that's where I was hoping we'd be. Uh, so at least we got some people that are still like, uh-huh, and how does this help? Because, you know, I, I, I hate to break it to you. Um, explaining C- Christianese uh, by using Greek is not a good, not, not a super great tactic. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's see if I can just confuse you a little bit more. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I w- I want us to know this. That uh, did I mess it, Caleb? What does the
3: this part mean?
0: Them, th- this is the, this is the word. Believe. It means yeah. Faith. This this one means faith. This means believe. And then you know it means trust. But it's it's conceptually it the is same the word.
3: Verb. Yes. Of faith.
0: On, only because in English, yeah. only because in English this word that we've tra- you know this yes. is the noun we said faith. Faith yeah. doesn't verb. Gotcha. So.
3: I re- did really bad so, grammar. That's okay. Sorry. No, it's great. It's <laughs> so, if we were out of grammar, we'd be having this discussion. Yet? Well, like, it took <laughs> some answers, so it helps a little. All all. Uh, yeah. So
0: the root, depending know. on if you want to put it in verb form or noun form, means to to believe, to have faith, to trust. That's what that, that root.
3: What's the
0: Latin means in that? It's to trust. Uh, it's when not Latin. Know. It's Greek, but yes. Well, I mean,
3: right. I know. Yeah. The Greek breaks down the Latin, too, doesn't it? Don't they all? Well,
0: no, no, it's okay. Uh, so, uh, we now need to discuss the various ways that we use what the Bible, which, you know, the biblical writers use one word. So it's really interesting when you read it because this is like one of the first vocab words you learn when you when you're studying biblical Greek because it shows up everywhere. Because it's the same word, it's, you know, it, it, you know, faith and to believe is everywhere. Okay? So now we got to discuss what is it that that one word means, and in English, it's going to take more than one word. Okay? So we've got these three words. Okay? Uh, and this is where we, as English speakers, uh, have p- proposed the chair analogy. Okay? So I've heard it explained a uh, various number of different ways. So, you know, it, it's great when someone says, like, oh, okay, I believe in God. And you're like, okay, but, like, what are you doing with your life that would demonstrate that? I'm really like, well, you know, I pray every once in a while. And you're like, well, good. Okay. But, like, are you making changes? Are you making decisions based on this belief that you have? And then we would then bring up the chair. Like, okay, well, I believe that that chair will hold my weight, but have you ever actually put your weight on the chair? So then you don't actually, and then we'll we'll use some other th- uh, third word, which is the same word and <laughs> Greek. So you don't really. So like you could just like you, you could just do it with one word. That analogy still works, right? Yeah. Do you trust that that chair is going to hold your weight? Yes. Well, why aren't you sitting in it? Sit in it, and you sit in it, and you're like, and you're like no, I refuse to sit in here. Okay, so you don't actually trust the chair. You can do the same thing with. Do you have faith that that chair's going to hold you up? Yes. Okay, we well, you're going to You do that same thing with believe. If you believe it. Well, then why aren't you doing it? Um, the, the trickiest part of all of this is that we're using three English words that have connotations to describe a singular word. And we're trying to delineate which connotations we do or don't want. Okay? So let's just get there. And realize like that's a that's a tall order, okay? So, if you go online, which I did, and you look at some uh, blogs, Christian blogs, uh, devotional blogs, and you, you put in a, what's the difference between faith and belief? What's the difference between believe and trust? And all that? everybody's written on it, okay? What I want to encourage you is first, you don't need to keep them straight, okay? Because the Bible uses one word. Okay, we have to use three words to describe that one word. Okay? So you don't need to keep it straight. Sometimes I tell you like it's really important to keep these words straight because they're they're different. You know, and sometimes it's like it's cool because the connotation in scripture is different, right? So we talked about sin, right? It doesn't just use sin. It uses iniquity, trespass, transgression, all with different connotations to give you a different better picture, but as the Bible is concerned, it's all one word for this situation, okay? So unlike us, who are like, oh, it's all just sin, and the Bible's like, well, but yeah, but then people are gonna ask you, isn't some sin worse than others? You're like, well, n- uh. so we're doing a disservice to the Bible. This time, we're we're the ones saying like, okay, well, we gotta use three three words to talk about one word. So that all being said, um, as long as you understand that it's one word and you're using three words to describe it, you don't have to keep them separate because they're they're all contributing to make what would be, you know, if we want to make it three-dimensional. Like this one word, uh, in order to describe it, we got to look at it three different ways. Well,
3: you're getting into the trend. I, I, know. Sure. Yeah. I, I was was saying, Here we go.
0: go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say it. Cindy did. All right. So I'm going to put it up here. I, and, again, I don't – you can feel free to disagree. In fact, I'll probably pass the mic around so you can. Um, that uh, – I'm going to describe it in this progression, not that it all that much matters. But I want to talk about the different connotations so that we understand what this one word that we don't have a word for uh, is doing. So first, believe. Like Cindy said, we have connotations with the word believe. Okay? Uh, it. Means that uh, there's not any empirical evidence of such a thing, so therefore you must fill the void with belief. Okay. Uh, do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in Bigfoot? Uh, things like this. Yeah, that one's a little. <laughs> that one's a little bit less because it's it's fu- you know future thing, right? Um, and we we often talk about believe as as a as a thing of existence okay so like aliens Bigfoot like do you believe like, we 're not asking people do you believe yeti 's going to save you from your sins when you ask that question you you 're asking do you believe in the existence of uh, And then what the secondary thing is, is do you believe the sources that are telling you a thing, right? Because you yourself don't have all of the information, but you have to believe. So you're just saying, like, so-and-so told me that this is the case, and I believe them, right? All of uh, believing, uh, which is very interesting in the the spot of culture that we're in, is – kind of a leftover from modernism that we kind of use the word belief to make or to believe to make someone sound unintelligent or to kind of throw them under the bus like well sure you believe that but how do you know it right and so it's kind of got like a bad, it's, it's got a bad rap right now uh, because people won't believe what they cannot know, which doesn't make any sense because it's literally what the word believe means it's to accept something that you cannot, means of naturalist perspective, know for certain.
3: I would... It's interesting you have these, like, equally here because I feel like trust should be, like, above the both of them because it's, like...
2: You said it's a
3: progression. Looking, right? Yeah, see, and I feel like trust... Like, believing is having trust in something you cannot see or prove. Faith is having trust in something you cannot believe, see or, true, or prove, right? So, like, believe and faith, I feel like, are pretty synonymous. But, like, trust kind of... Jumps the thing because you're putting your trust into that. But then, Uh, if you you know
0: something, you don't need to. You don't. There's no trust involved. It just is.
3: But wouldn't you have had to trust in order to know? I mean, you have to trust to sit in the chair to find out if it's going to hold your weight, and then you know that it will hold your weight. You had to trust first. You have to trust the scientists. Not necessarily. You don't have to have
0: trust. You can just be experimenting.
1: There's things you can know without having to trust.
0: Trust necessarily. You I mean, know we're that we're that we're chair able able is black to... without having to put trust in it.
3: Uh, I went to beauty school, and that is just variable. <laughs> 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 okay. Black doesn't exist in the world. We have, we're that are really Go
0: ahead. So, <laughs> believe has a connotation, uh, and as far as the biblical sense of thing the best thing I believe's got going for it is that it's verb. Okay? And it does contain a connotation of it's something that we cannot demonstrate through natural means. And, you know, and it became much more popular for us to be using that kind of thing, uh, when you got the scientific realm well, trying to tell you like this, that and the other thing about evolution and all this other thing and we're like, Well, you, first of all, you're not demonstrating anything that you can see either. that like we're, we're both filling this void, right? And when This void, the verb we use is to believe. So we believe something that we have good reasons for, but it's not something that you can see, touch, taste, and smell, that you can't repeat inside of a thing. You believe it. And you might believe it for various reasons. You might believe it because someone you cared about told you about it. You might believe it because it makes sense to you, but that's what it means. Okay. The second thing in this progression... What we're trying to enwrap this one Christian word from the Bible is faith. Okay, so there's one thing to believe that Bigfoot exists. Okay, but to have—it's so silly—but to have this kind of a uh, faith in it is where you get people that like go out in the woods for for months looking for them. Okay, right. So uh, there, there, there is more. To it than just being like, okay, sure, Bigfoot exists. Like there are plenty of people who like believe Bigfoot exists, but they don't really care, and they're not going to do anything to prove or disprove, and it doesn't really matter to them. But they believe it, okay? But then there's the next progression, of which this one word means all of it, is that like it changes what you do in your life. Yeah, it's not enough to just think about it and say, okay, sure. It's now like I am now going to live a way that demonstrates that I do think that that is true. Okay? And so then you start putting faith, as, as the way we would describe it in English, you put faith in something or someone. Right? So then, you know, this faith thing is where you get people who are like, well, yes, I, I, I think might be a good way instead of belief, but I think this is the case. And I believe and follow this teaching, or this group of people, or this idea, or this concept, and that's how I live my life. It changes what I do on a on at least a weekly basis, right? Uh, but even that isn't the entirety of what pistis and pisteteo means, right?
3: Sasquatch
0: if they protect themselves from Sasquatch every night. <laughs> <laughs> so then, that's where this third word comes in, which is trust, which you won't see all that much in the New Testament. You'll see it a ton in Psalms and in Proverbs. Okay? And like I was saying, well, all three of these words are of the same sort. Yeah? Uh, trust now has the connotation of this like skepticism. Do you trust what this person says? You know in, in a, you know in a legal setting is this person trustworthy? Uh, and so a uh, trust is um, kind of a weighing of do you find the person or thing that you are being presented with? are you evaluating as something that is reliable. Okay? I uh, and like I'm saying, I don't think that it's terribly important for you to keep all those three things separate when we're talking about faith in the Bible because it, it's one word. But this it, that one word isn't one of these three. It's all of them smashed into one word, okay? It's a smoothie. This Pistetto is a, is a smoothie of this, where you can't really distinguish one from the other, which is why we have such crazy things in the, in the Bible, where people are like, "Well, James can't be part of the Bible because he says faith without works is dead." Well, no, they, you know, faith without doing you know anything or mm-hmm. believing without changing your lifestyle, I, his point is well taken. It doesn't mean anything because it's not, it's not, it's not exactly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it, the, that's not. That is literally not the definition of the word that they use. Okay, uh, and so uh, someone can help me over the reference. It's in Hebrews. Uh, faith is the. 11. Ev- 11, 11,
1: okay,
0: Hebrews eleven one. You can turn there because this is going to give you an idea, at least as to what the author of Hebrews. But considering nobody. Else in the New Testament it's like no, I reject that definition. Seems to be a good working definition for us. Okay. So Hebrews eleven, verse one, I'll be reading it from my translation. So now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. And then verse two says. For our ancestors won God's approval by it. Faith. Okay? So faith, this word, okay? Not, not the way that we only use faith, but faith, pistis, is the reality of what is hoped for. Meaning, it is not certain. It is not a present reality. Okay? Because if heaven were, like, if if, the second we got saved and boom, we're in heaven, then we wouldn't call that faith. Faith is the reality of something that has yet to be realized. Think about that for a second. Faith is the reality of something that has not yet been realized. I mean, you could flip that and it might make a little bit more sense in English faith is the realization of things that are that is not reality yet okay it's things that are hoped for like we this is what we believe is going to happen It is future but like the only reason we believe that is because we have a source that tells us okay and you know we can't demonstrate that to you we can't take you to the future and say like see look now backwards up now you can believe in it Right? Faith is something that, it, it, it is, intangible things. But the faith that someone has is the reality of something that has not yet been realized. Okay, And then, it is also the proof of what is not seen. Okay, So, God is not seen. Jesus is the closest, so you're going to get to it. And we didn't see him while he was here. But a belief, a faith, a trust in things that cannot be seen therefore is going to be excluded from the scientific method. Which is fine because the Bible doesn't say to have enough scientific experimentation that you would believe that this is the case. Okay, The Bible says that you, you have faith. You believe, you trust that what God says works is what's going to work. And you have no proof to say that, except for your faith. So interestingly enough, Hebrews actually says, your faith is reality. Your faith is evidence. And Scripture is filled with all of these other things, which, again, this is why, if you get into an apologetic conversation with someone that argues with it, and argues with it, and argues with it they're going to always try to argue the trustworthiness of the Bible, because if it weren't for the Bible then what do we be basing this on except for wishful thinking? That's why why the conversation devolves that way. Because we are putting our... We we are evaluating the source, and we're saying, it's trustworthy. It says this, I believe it, and I'm going to live my life in accordance to it. That's how it works. And the reason we think that the the Bible is a trustworthy source is because we believe that it came from God, but why would we believe that it came from God except that it says it? (laughs) So, that is where we're at. But, this is why, when you know, Michael is talking in Isaiah, that God understands the precarious position faith is going to put you in. Because you don't have much else other than your faith. Okay? But God says, like, watch this. I'm going to do this. And then would you know it happened? And then he says, "Okay, now that that thing's taken care of, now watch this." And then he takes care of it, time and time again through the, through prophecy. That's what you know. Isaiah's is like, you know, this big big deal is going to happen." And the way you know it's going to happen because you're going to be dead by the time that it actually does happen is because this thing is going to happen first. And you're going to see it, and you're going to know that what God just said is is for sure going to happen. And this is the story of the the whole Bible, right? Is that God has not left us alone. But he has given us promises that he continually fulfills to give us the rhythm of saying God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So when he tells us in the end you get to live with me this way we believe that that's going to be the case because so far everything he said is going to happen is happening. Amen. And this is what Paseo is. Now is, there's, a, there's a complete element I would just believe it. We like, we believe that the Bible is the Word of God that tells us all of these things. Okay, that's what a presupposition is. We're just like that's a thing that I believe, and then I live my life in accordance to that. And I say, okay, so if the Bible says that I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, but there's now this new way of living. I'm going to pursue it, and then I'm going. To To also have this trust on it that, like, you know, you can shake me left and right all over the place. But ultimately, I know that this is the way that it's going to play out. Okay? And so I'm going to do it. No matter what happens now. Because I know that now it's just, like, partial thing. It's, like, it's not even a, a great thing. It's, like, it's like a really weird mixed bag. So, like, yes, living is good. But eternal living is to- is totally better. And so if I have to choose between being alive or living forever with God, I'm going to choose living forever with God, right? And so this is what we are looking for when we present the gospel. We want to have someone say like, huh, I never thought of it that way. And then ask questions about like, well, why do you think that this – store this gospel is worthy of me believing. So it's it's sort of like a progression when you're taking someone that's not a a Christian they're going to first have to evaluate the thing and be like, do I buy that? Do I think that that's even possible or plausible? And then the progression from there is you know, trust and faith often happen at the same time and then the, the evaluation of someone's trust is the way they're living. Um. So,
1: I guess just to sort of go over back what you've been talking about through each of those three different things and sort of clarify them a little bit. Mm -hmm. My understanding that you are putting forward for each of these three sort of definitions, I guess, is believing is to accept that this is true, faith is to live that this is true, and trust is to understand that this is true.
0: That's probably better put than I had it. So... (laughs) I, I think that that's fair, yeah. Uh, and and the more important thing that I'm saying is all of those happen, have to be understood simultaneously when we're looking at the biblical word. And yet we can see that our three English words, there's some sort of, it doesn't, like I said, you can argue with me on order. I don't really care because these right. all have to happen in order for pistis to happen. Right. Like all of that. But but the English words kind of delineate that is what I'm saying is that in English, each one of these words kind of mean that sort of thing. And if we were going to apply it in a faith based way, like for Christians in English, that's what I would say is a belief is like, OK, I'll believe that it's true um, or OK, let's see what it does. Faith is living that it's true and, and trust is the, the 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 knowing and actively thinking of it as the ultimate truth. But yeah, all of that smashed together is what the biblical writers are saying. Can I take the last minute or no? I don't know. I think Daryl might oh. have wanted 30 seconds Go ahead.
2: of it. Go ahead. <laughs> so to use an example from Jesus without using any of those words, the feeding of the five thousand, he only he broke the multiplied the food and fed everybody. The next day they came to him, Jesus said to him, You seek me. Not because you saw a sign, but because you had your fill of the loaves. So what he's saying here is you acknowledge that I did something, but you didn't, you missed it completely. Like I would say that's a good biblical example of without using any of those words of the difference between just acknowledging something and banking on it.
1: I was just going to possibly have you consider inserting uh, another word in there and that is accept mm-hmm. after belief you have to accept and then there's faith and then trust mm-hmm. and so I was kind of working on that argument a little bit but in the interest of time I'll just read one verse yes. In uh, 1 Timothy um, <clears throat> 1.15 it says this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Mm. And so, unless you accept <laughs> the facts mm-hmm. as they are, you know, see, so first is believe, and then you accept it, and then you put your faithful trust in it, and there it is, all four words. Nice. Yes. Deal. Thank you all. You're dismissed. Next
0: week, we're going to... Into the weeds of forgiveness, uh, which will probably take more than one week because I've got like 60 other words written down, of um, which you see I talk about. So, thank you all.